Welcome, welcome to a new series, a brand new type of episode here at Made Good. This is called Healing Stories. I have a very special guest today, and I've been on a bit of a kick when it comes to healing stories, because if you have ever had a heart-to-heart with another woman that says something that opens up your brain, you know that it literally feels like when people share their stories, it's like they have this key and they're just like open up the little prison door that you were behind. Prison doors of like lies or just um, misunderstanding either your own heart. And today it's going to be really about misunderstanding the body and our body-soul connection. I have with me a precious angel queen named Mary Rose. First, I'll tell you how we know each other, and then I'll let her introduce herself. Mary Rose and I connected six-ish mm-hmm. months ago, right? Yeah. Six-ish months ago on Instagram after the Daily Nothings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our freaking girls. Okay. So I did an episode of the Daily Nothings. Mary Rose reaches out and she was like, I'm a college senior, but I think I really want to do this. I just don't know if this is the right time. And so then over the pa- like months passed, And we stayed in touch. And then she joined this past cohort of Made Good. And I've been sharing her wins on Instagram because it's crazy to see (laughs) someone transform that much um, with simplicity. Like the whole idea that it has to be really, really hard to get your life on track is really what we're going to debunk today. And then really painting the picture of what it can look like. When I say, if you're living at war with your body and you want to have peace and you're like, what does that even mean? And what can that look like? And what's that process like? She is very, very generous and is going to share what that journey has looked like um, to kind of crossing the bridge and getting to the other side of having this understanding that you were made good. Mary Rose, who are you? Yes. Thank you so much for having me on today, Flo. Um, I am a Montana girl born and raised in Montana, um, just graduated from Benedictine College this last spring. And now I'm a focus missionary. And I'm a first year focus missionary at Fort Hayes State University, still in Kansas, um, but have just grown to love it. And yeah, just love mission. It's really been a joy and just a lot of growth this year. But something that has brought even more growth is made good. I loved how you talked about healing journeys mm-hmm. um, and healing stories just because I truly believe, I remember my focus missionary telling me maybe my sophomore year of college, like so many women are just in like an apartment building and we think we're the only one in our little cell, but really there's a woman right next door to us. Um with the same story. And so by hearing other women's stories, it just like brings so much more light to the situation of like, we're not alone. Um, we're not the only ones who struggle. Yes. It's like one of the devil's favorite lies. Mm-hmm. It's either like, it's either extreme of being like, everyone's doing this. Don't worry about it. Or isolating into it being like, you are the only one. You're a freak. If you're even struggling with this or like you're weak Mm-hmm. Um, if you're like, you're going to act like this is a big deal. That's what I feel like I hear a lot of it being like, oh, I, maybe I should just like figure it out. Like maybe everyone feels this way and I'm making, I'm being dramatic about it when it's like, no, like if, if it matters to you, if it's affecting your life, it matters. Exactly. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. I'm excited to hear about 
mission and really just overall this connection between you, your own body, and then coming back to a greater understanding of our Lord and of the church. So can you first tell me a little bit about what has your relationship with your body looked like? What would, what were things looking like even just a few months ago, especially throughout college? Yeah. So throughout college, I didn't really realize I struggled. Um, I, I've struggled with like body image since a very young age. Um, but really it was more through college. My junior year, I had, I was talking to a sister and she just told me like, man, have you actually ever like prayed about this? Like, I think the Lord has a lot more healing in store for you involved with body image and just disordered eating as well. And that just, took me by surprise. I was like, wow, it was something that I thought everyone dealt with body image. I don't actually need to dive deeper into this. Um, as well as in high school, they thought I had PCOS at first cause I didn't have a regular period. And then around my junior senior year, they discovered that it was actually a thyroid issue and that my T3, um, and T4 and TH was just like super low. And so with that, they got me on like, um, Synthroid and it helped a lot, but I still had just like such fatigue and in that, in the fatigue and like, um, weight gain that I had experienced in college and things like that, I really just felt like there was more to life. I was like, wow, like, even though I'm on medication, there's something that has to be so much like something needs to be fixed still. And I just like knew that intrinsically. Um, and I remember just talking to my mom and just be like, mom, I just want more energy. Um, and like, yeah, I just wanted to sleep all the time. And then coming into focus, I was like, this is going to be challenging to like live fully. Um, and like, yeah, experience the college life really again with students, but in a more balanced way. But I was excited for focus, but still had those fears for sure. And even three months ago, like I had talked to Flo in May, I think, um, when we first connected. And then over the summer, just still really struggled with body image and comparison, going to training and stuff like that. And then coming into this year, I just had like my set goals and like still those desires to have more energy, to have like stable energy was a big thing. And really was just desperate in general to seek something out because I knew there is more to life. That's amazing. Where was the bridge between you being like, I don't have an issue. And like sister brings this up to you mm -hmm. and is like, Hey, something needs to change. What did you, did you, were you immediately open to it? What did you try? Like, how did you kind of walk down that path when she opened that door for you? My freshman year, I realized that I struggled with disordered eating and I tried a program then, um, but it didn't help. It actually kind of made things worse. Um, it didn't have like community aspect at all. It was just modules I felt filled out. And then my junior year is when I had talked to the sister and she recommended the book called The Catholic Table. It's so good. At first I was very resistant. I was like, who are you to tell me? You don't even know me like that I need help with this and that I need healing. And she basically just told me like, you need to put discernment on the back burner because I was like discerning, going to a come and see. She just said, you need to put discernment on the back burner until you can actually love yourself so that other people can love you. 
And I was pretty mad to hear that and just like confused too. Um, But then after reading the Catholic table, that helped a lot. And, but like, even in that, like that helped with my mentality a little bit, but I still had that same fatigue and um, just desire to like live a better life. Yes. If you haven't read that book, please, please go read it. I even read it when I was starting this like journey of going to NTP school. And I already was like, oh yeah, like I know that I've struggled with disordered eating, but I know that like, (laughs) I thought that I was good, I think. But -hmm. again, that healing story of reading her own words and what she had experienced, like broke open my brain all over again. And I was like, oh, and in the best way, I was like, this was a bigger problem than I've realized. Like, Mm -hmm. I really thought, I was like, oh yeah, there's, there's an issue, but I, seeing her describe her journey and seeing her connect it back to scripture and like the beauty and the sacramentality of food Mm -hmm. absolutely like reshaped the way that I was living and even just giving me a chance to kind of reflect on the past (laughs) like 15 years and (laughs) and realizing um how deep this had gone and how much more there was that the Lord wanted to like reveal and heal Okay. So tell me more. How did you decide to kind of give it another go? How did you build up the courage, especially after trying a different program Mm -hmm. to then try something new and jump into made good? Yeah. So I had talked to you and we had voice memoed and stuff over the summer and really thought about joining the one-on-one group um, just with you. But yeah, decided to do the group. Um, Well, actually, I didn't decide. I thought about doing the group and then just really had a lot of hesitations. I knew I was like, I was desperate. I wanted more energy. I wanted consistency in my life and to be regular. But it wasn't until I was actually talking to my spiritual director about it. And she just really encouraged me. She's a very soft-spoken, sweet (laughs) woman. I look up to her a lot. She was a past-focused missionary. And she just told me, she's like, what is Jesus telling you to do? And I was like, I don't know. He's kind of telling me to do it, but he hasn't like tell, told me no or yes. And she's like, Marios, do it. And I was like, uh, okay. So <laughs> I joined and I wasn't excited. I was just like, I guess I'm going to do this. We'll see how it goes. I wasn't, I was like expecting things out of it, but not too much just because of my past experience. But then like as I actually entered into the program and like the community especially was like, wow, I am just so grateful. And even I was telling you the other day, but I go on morning walks now and say the things that I'm grateful for and made good is always every every time it is a part of the things I'm grateful for. Oh, that gets me. (laughs) Was there a reason that you like really wanted one-on-one and were kind of hesitant about the group? Did you think that Was there any like hesitation around a group setting? Yes. I think just because I had such like deep struggles with my thyroid and for such a long time, I really thought I needed like the one-on-one attention and just like that specific, just yeah, one-on-ones with you and being able to dive really deep into my thyroid history. And also because it wasn't just thyroid, it's like also like body image issues and things like that. I was I was kind of scared to share that um, with other people and as a community as a whole. But the biggest reason by far was just I thought I needed like really intentional one-on-one just so we could dive deeply into those. 
Yes, Mm -hmm. which I totally understand, especially when the journey is as long as yours has been. It it feels like a mountain. Mm -hmm. And so it almost feels like focusing on the foundations and like having simplicity is like too simple. It's not gonna (laughs) it's not gonna do anything where that's really where it all has to begin. So tell me more where can you tell me a story of as you were in the program, where did you start to see like what you were learning and what you were diving into start to play out in mission? I think boundaries is a huge aspect. Um, But also there was one night that it was just at the beginning. We were going, we started going over our cycle and then circadian rhythm. And with circadian rhythm, I, yeah, I just started to like not use my phone at night and in the morning um, and to set those boundaries and to like have time off. But also for discipleship one night, we were reading children's books um, just to like go back to us as little girls. And somehow our conversation just like delved into, yeah, circadian rhythm and actually like listening to your body. And it was just so beautiful. Like even that in mission, being able to share the different aspects that I have learned. Um, But then overall, like also inviting women into that journey of like, they also need those basics. They also need those elements um, of health. And so going on walks with them and like making meals together that are actually nourishing. And so like with that, it's just, it's become like such an intrinsic, like holistic way of life that it's crazy to think three months ago, I didn't live like this. And like, honestly, in the past two to three weeks, um, and more so, but especially in the past two to three weeks, I've really noticed myself just being like, man, I love this life. And like, I never thought that before, which is so sad, but to actually think like, yeah, I love what I'm doing. I love, um, the energy I have and the ability to pour into these women. That's a huge thing is actually being able to pour into these women and have the energy to do so, um, and not come away completely depleted. Yes. Cause mm-hmm. it's physically demanding mm-hmm. like your schedule and the way, which, yeah, I think a lot of people's schedules are, but as a missionary, the way that you, um, there's a lot of the emotional yes. piece, mm-hmm. like there, and there can be that kind of emotional exhaustion of just connecting so much with so many different people and you really get into each other's stories. Mm-hmm. So to have the stamina, yes, <laughs> it starts with the body. What would you say? I know that there can be this big hesitation if you have struggled with body image or disordered eating or just like had that that body battle. There can be this fear that if you start focusing on it at all, you're going to like fall back, right? Mm-hmm. If you start like learning or like being intentional about your food or like trying new things or having like a, a game plan that it it could immediately fall back into obsession. Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying because that was another one of my fears. Yes. And, what would you say to that? Yeah. I just was like afraid to have this hyper fixation that the only thing I would think about is food. Um, but I think one of the things that we worked on was the 30 grams of protein every meal and then like not snacking a lot in between meals. Um, and so knowing like I'm going to – and also having consistent meal times. So I'm going to eat consistently. I don't need to focus on – food or when I'm going to eat next. Cause I know like my body now knows like at 1230, I'm going to have lunch every day. Um, and so not being fixated on it as well as realizing that it's such a bigger thing than just your body and your relationship with food and 
and your body, your physical body. It's like, no, this actually has to play in with my soul and my mental capacity and everything. It's just so holistic. We were talking about this before, but just how holistically and liturgically the Lord just designed everything to work together. And I think that's really when it clicked of realizing like, yes, we're supposed to feast and fast. And the Lord designed us in such a good way to eat seasonally, to go to bed when the sun goes down um, or shortly after to not look at screens. All of those things just play into whole as you are a person. And so then having freedom in that of not looking at it as like rules and regulations, but rather um, I love the mantra throughout all of Made Good is just consistency over perfection and knowing like, yeah, maybe I wasn't perfect at this today because I've had, yeah, just an all or nothing mindset for so much of my life. Maybe I wasn't perfect at this today, but tomorrow will be a little bit better. Um, and every day isn't the same either. Like we're women, we have a period, each day of our cycle is different. And so actually like leaning into that and not looking at your body in judgment, but looking at it in observation. Yes. Just getting curious again. What's mm-hmm. going on? Well, that's what really the whole first month of made good is just like, Hey, instead of like that hyper fixation that you're saying of like, obsessing over every little thing and then getting angry or getting frustrated when your body's not doing what you want it to do. It's like, how about we just switch and we play Mm -hmm. detective and you learn how to be curious again. And then like the fascination can start instead of like fixation. It can be this fascination of being like, Oh my gosh, like that's incredible. Mm -hmm. And like what you're saying of having three meals and not snacking, it's because you're eating enough. Yes. Like the issue with most women and that the the obsession has gone so far that it's almost this like white knuckling through every single signal that your body gives you. White knuckling through fatigue, white knuckling through hunger, white knuckling through like feeling really, really stressed of being like, well, guess what? We have to keep going, mm-hmm. which in some emergency seasons is true. But if that's like your constant, if your constant is to be white knuckling and overriding everything at a certain point your body either decides, okay, we're going to have to ramp this up because apparently we're not being clear enough and we're about to give you a signal that you can't ignore. Mm -hmm. Or it just like stops these signals overall. It just becomes like, we almost become numb and out of touch Mm -hmm. when there's so much, like it's a gift to be an embodied soul. It's a gift to have a body. It's like, it's not, oh, there's this, there's this um, document from, the church. It's a more recent one on gender and sexuality, I think it is. But it specifically says like the human person, body soul composite means that your body is not a burden. That's like a very gnostic way of thinking that the the flesh holds us back and like that the flesh is this um this burden that is keeping us from living well or from being a burden. And I don't think that Catholic women are realizing how much We might be thinking that way until we dive into the opposite and go like, hang on, if God made me good, I'm going to go all in on that train. And where does it lead me? Mm -hmm. Incredible. And like the cues your body gives you are good because like all of college, I definitely was white knuckling it of just the thought process of like, I'll get to this weekend and then I'll be better, you know, and then like the next week will be better. Um, But like throughout the week, it was always just like holding out for the weekend And we talked about this in Made Good, but by looking at my body and just myself in general, 
in a lens of curiosity and not judgment. Something I realized towards the end of Made Good was that I watched um, What I Eat in a Day so often. Yes, let's talk about it. Okay. Yes. Because this didn't come up until like, it's a 12-week program. This probably came up week nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just realizing like I was hungry. And so I'd watch what I eat in a day videos or um, just like the expectations of maybe if I ate like her, then I would look this certain way. And actually just like cutting those out of my life really helped with the fixation on food and my body. Because then it was like, I'm actually, I'm hungry. So I'm actually going to go eat something versus watch this video about food. And I don't need to eat like this person because that's not going to make me feel good. Um, and so just letting go of those has helped, oh my goodness, drastically. Reach it. It's incredible. These, the thing, again, kind of what you were saying in the beginning, the things that you think are so normal until you start to live differently. It's really like when you have like your conversion or you like really start to encounter the Lord again, that you're like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) I I like until I like stepped into his grace and until I like really got to feel his love, I didn't even notice that these were parts of my life, which probably kind of makes sense why it didn't even really come up until the end. Mm-hmm. But it's like like slowly things get uncovered. And it's like the the things that hurt the most are where it starts because that's where all your attention is. And then slowly as the Lord continues to like kind of lead you into the garden, more things can be revealed and more things can be uncovered. Which reminds me, the other day I was at this talk with the Carmelites. I feel like the sisters are like <laughs> the background carrying us through this yes. episode and through our life because we. how do we live without them? How does the mm-hmm. church live without them? And one of them was saying, if it's not slow, it's not human. And that is so, so real. And that's something that we forget when it comes to our health. Because one, it's either that the symptoms are, like you're saying, you're so discouraged and you're so desperate that you're like I just need something I need relief like it's Mm -hmm. literally like I'm in a desert and I need just one sip of water I need relief um or it's we're being sold all of these maybe not either a lie or a half truth (laughs) that 30 days is enough to change everything that this one supplement is enough to change everything when that's just not fair Mm-hmm. Because especially as women who have struggled, and I would say that the majority of women have on some level struggled with their body, struggled with their symptoms, with frustration, with body image. And so to expect that all to change with a 30 day fix or with a single mm-hmm. supplement, um, it just isn't fair because like our human heart has so many layers and we like have all these beautiful nooks and crannies and we keep all of these different things in our heart. The good things and then the not so good things, like the comment that someone made in middle school, like it just gets buried in there. And so the Lord knows us well enough to know that it needs to be slow and it needs to be gentle. And you like need to, you need to have time to let things come up gently and organically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I cannot agree more. And just like the media tells you so many different things with like health and wellness of like, what you should and shouldn't eat, what you should try, yeah, what diets or exercises, supplements you need, and actually realizing, like, no, we're just 
we're created with intentionality and the Lord made us good. And so we have a way of life and just to go back to those elements. Um, and it's not complicated. That's the thing is that it's not some crazy thing you need to implement into your life. It's just like, yeah, simple and slow steps. Um, and you don't have to do them all at once. You can slowly integrate them into your life. Yeah. What would you say to someone that's like, but how do I know what's true? Like there's, there is so much noise in the wellness world. Like, how do I know what's going to work and how do I know what's true? How do you, how do you even filter that? I think I'd first just like, look at your own body and like, yeah, how you're created. Cause you have to change your mindset around it before you can change your body. Um, but in that, like there's still, obviously I've experienced so much healing of both praise the Lord, but yeah, you need to have like that mentality around approaching your body that it is good and not approaching it out of hatred. Um, and so the things that like I have come to realize that my body thrives on and needs is yeah, 30 grams of protein for each meal, like going back to that basics of just like having good, um, routine, but also intentionality with your body. But and consistency. Like, yeah, inconsistency consi- is the like word. Like giving your yeah. body that consistent input mm-hmm. yeah. is like if if it's something because it's like, well, how do I filter between this? That's a great question. So and so says you need to have this supplement or this diet where you cut out every single thing, and, and you ask yourself, could I do this every day? Yeah, could I do is this sustainable? Most, yeah. yeah, could I do this mm-hmm. at least most days? Because realistically, you're not going to do the exact same thing every single day of your life because you're human. Mm-hmm. But to be like could I, if I, if I wanted to, could I? And there's a lot of things that immediately get filtered out. Uh Like when I was, when I was, we are very different and I so wish I was like you, but when I was a first year (laughs) missionary, I was a mess. That was like the pits of my disordered eating and was all meat, carnivore diet. And even as I was in it, I was like, yeah, I could, I could do this forever. I guess I'll just never, I'll never have bread again. I'll never have ice cream again and I I think it was that bad that I was like yeah I don't need it but even as I would say I'd be like really like not a single ravioli ever again (laughs) it just doesn't add up that's like such a great filter to be like could I be consistent with this how did God make me where does it where does this have to begin let's talk about how God made you you got started getting really passionate as you were learning about your body about seasons about the seasons of the church and just the the whole overarching design of our lord and his plan for our bodies tell me where that came from so it was the same night that we were reading um the childhood books we were sitting out there by the campfire and something in made good is like if you go camping how do you live like bringing it back to nature and we were sitting around the campfire and just realizing like we're made for community um we're made and like the church is the greatest community. And so living out that liturgical life of feasting and fasting and even like Lent and Advent. Um, but then in that you have excitement in the seasons. Like you don't have, yes, consistency in your life is good, but you don't need to eat the exact same thing every day. Cause that's not sustainable in the long run. And so eating seasonally, like with the seasons. And then in that also like the opportunity to celebrate the different liturgical feasts. And that's been something that's just really been on my heart this semester is celebrating Advent well with my students, celebrating All Saints Day, all the different feast days. Um, 
and realizing like the Lord integrated us. He integrates life into everything we do. And so rising with the sun, going to bed, you know, when it's dark and just that routine, not having artificial light all the time um, and eating seasonally, living liturgically. It just all goes so well together. Like even like in Advent, there's a stillness and there is kind of a like deepness and darkness to it in anticipation for the Lord. And it's in winter for a reason so that we actually can like rest and like be still with the Lord versus the summertime. It's like so much, you know, rush and outside all the time, which is a beautiful thing for that season as well. And so embracing the seasons and now people are like, what's your favorite season? And honestly, I've like really struggled with, um, seasonal depression to a degree of like needing that sunshine and realizing like, no, I can still be outside during the winter just as much. That doesn't change. Um, and so just embracing all the seasons and the beauty of the church and liturgical year as well. Is that what really opened your brain to be like, I love this life again, getting so much more out of it? I think so. Cause otherwise I just would dread fall and winter. Um, but instead seeing the goodness in it all and the opportunities the Lord provides. Every day is new. Every day is like a little bit different. And even just what you're saying about living seasonally is ties back to that simplicity that you're talking about. So in case you missed it, Mary Rose's three goals when she came in were taking care of her thyroid. She was already on medication, but like really wanted to take care of it holistically. Um, getting regular. So she went from going once a week to two times a day, which is exactly how it should be. If you are not pooping daily, <laughs> we need to talk. And then third was that fatigue that she was mm-hmm. describing. She got to see all of these things change within the first two months of the program, like literally on blood work, got to see her thyroid improve massively. Um, the fatigue her boss was like, you're so, you're like an energizer bunny. And she was like, huh? (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah. (laughs) And then the going to the bathroom regularly. So Mm -hmm. with all of that, if it's like the simplicity and like what you're describing with the seasons is because we live so opposite. Like Mm -hmm. if you think you're hearing her say like eating protein at every meal and eating three balanced meals and going to bed and getting sun. And it's like, that sounds too simple. It's like, yes. And our modern world lives nothing like that. It is so, so opposite that, of course, when you kind of swing the pendulum to the other side of living simply, you'll see massive benefit because the way that we live is so opposite. And what you're saying with seasonality is another great filter when it comes to like what health advice to listen to, because immediately that rules out veganism. It does. (laughs) That immediately rules out even vegetarianism because guess what if you live in montana and you're gonna go vegan the, during those how many months of snow do you guys get um probably from like october to april oh my gosh yeah i'm from california and i still just cannot wrap my head <laughs> but even that so what is that almost five months mm-hmm. of snow nothing is growing All you've got is what you've preserved and maybe your root vegetables, but it just doesn't add up. So, or like the fruitarian diets that are like depending on papayas and pineapples and acai bowls and pataya bowls. And these are like the quote, I'm doing air quotes, super foods that you should be eating. If the Mm. only way that you're getting those is because we have airplanes, then it doesn't make sense. Like all you have to focus on Mm -hmm. is 
How do I live, eat, move in a way that makes sense for where I live, for who I am, man or woman, and for like the state of life that I'm in, which if you are post-puberty, pre-menopause, you're in your fertile years, baby. So the way that you live gets to look really, really different. Mm -hmm. Is there anything that you want to say that you're like, I, your soapbox. So we do soapboxes at the end of Made Good, where if it's like, hey, if you had a megaphone and could like tell everyone something, what the heck are you so fired up about that you wish people knew? Yeah, the three things that just like really changed me and like changed my energy, my thyroid, um, all of that was the 30 grams of protein, um, my circadian rhythm. So like actually taking into account the different seasons and um, when the sun goes down and just actually having a good morning routine and nighttime routine and also morning light. And so the past two days, I haven't been perfect, to be honest, but like actually being able to notice like, yeah, I didn't go on my morning walk the past two mornings and realizing like that does affect the rest of my day and the way I feel and my energy. Um, and so again, not looking at it in judgment, but being like, okay, I'm going to be consistent tomorrow. I have an opportunity to go for a morning walk again. And so doing it like your life doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to, um, live out every rule, um, quote unquote of, made good um because there aren't rules but rather just like living out your life well and so it is sustainably and doing it to the best of your ability like yes there's probably going to be a day i'll eat a banana in december is that <laughs> seasonally no but like does it hit yeah yes exactly <laughs> oh i love it i can hear the freedom in your voice and this like softness being pliable and flexible again mm-hmm. um instead of having to feel like trapped or rigid is yeah. there anything that you would want to say to someone that's thinking about joining this next cohort of Made Good? You should do it. I mean, <laughs> like I said, it's one of the things I'm grateful for every morning when I wake up and like knowing like I'm excited to live the rest of my life this way um, and that it's actually a sustainable way of living because I would agree with you, Flo. I've definitely gone through different diets and things where I'm like, wow, I would love to eat just a piece of bread, but I can't. And so knowing like, yeah, I can eat the foods that make me feel good. I can eat whatever I want, um, whenever I want having freedom in that, but also just not being fixated on it and knowing that I'm actually living a life that is rejoicing in the body the Lord gave me. And that's ultimately like just so much freedom has come from that and knowing like the Lord made me good and actually having confidence in my own body again, and also confidence in the way I'm taking care of it. Like going home for break, knowing it's going to be great. I'm actually excited to integrate these habits. I can take those to other places and it's not something that worries me. Um, It's actually like an opportunity. Flo kind of just brought a different light to it. It's an opportunity to like bring your testimony to them too, of like being able to have confidence in how you're taking care of your body and confidence in yourself and in the way the Lord created you. Put it on a billboard, baby. That fires me up. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your courage and even just like allowing the Lord to heal you and then heal you and then really bringing that story out. I hope that whoever needs this gets to listen to it. And if you're listening, I hope you know that everything that she's saying is true for you too, and that Mm -hmm. you are absolutely capable of having that level of freedom and that level of peace. And the Lord loves you and he wills it for you and he wants to give you his peace and he wants to heal this part of your heart. So have great courage in that. 
If you would like to join the next cohort of Made Good, pre-sale ends today and registration ends January 9th. If you have any questions, go ahead and DM me at the Catholic Nutritionist. I would love, love, love to see you inside. Mary Mm -hmm. Rose, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Flo. God bless you. God bless you too.